Welcome back to another episode of Highlighted the All Sports Culture Podcast. Today is me and Sam. Kurt is not with us. He has COVID. Uh, horrible news. Pray for Curtis. He'll be all right, though. He's vaccinated. Uh, he'll figure it out. He'll persevere. But like I always say, the show is going to go on. We are doing our My Guys for Fantasy Football PPR scoring. So if you've never heard of a segment like this, basically me and Sam are going to have two players per position we're going to pick out that we think is, you know, great value or guys we really think are going to exceed their average draft position guys. You want to be targeting that are going to have really, really good years and could win you your league. So without further ado, I'm going to start us off for the QBs. My first, my guy is Jalen hurts. Oh, okay. I believe that he's, you know, he's a guy that's 12th. He's the 12th QB off the board. You can get him in round 10 half the time. You have all of your starters already selected. A lot of people want to wait on their QB. And here's the thing about quarterbacks, the scoring, it's not well balanced. The running quarterbacks are going to always be, you know, unless you're the Patrick Mahomes or the Aaron Rodgers and you're throwing 45 touchdowns, which is, you know, unrealistic for most quarterbacks. The rushing QBs have such a leg up on everyone. Jalen Hurts could easily have, I wouldn't say easily, it's it's a you know a tough feat for most QBs. He could have a thousand rushing yards this year. Um, I think he had almost 400 in four games last year. He might have been a little bit under that. Um, he can push, you know, 900,000 yards rushing if he gets that. I'm not saying his passing states, his passing stats are going to be great. But if you get 900 rushing yards as a QB, he will be a top 10 option. Um, he'll be reliable for the most part. So I actually like him as a, you know, a deeper option. Yeah. And they're going to give him manufactured carries. Like, yeah, he's going to get touches just strung up for him. And Devontae Smith is a beast. He's very good. So I think that hurts could have a decent season. Now it, it really just depends on his passing upside, but we've seen quarterbacks like Lamar who doesn't have a huge passing upside. He's, I definitely would say Lamar is a, way better passer than hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lamar still isn't like, I wouldn't say he's a top half end passer in the league, um, but he's got the rushing ability Yeah, and rushing stats and fantasy are so broken for so quarterbacks. Good. <laughs> it's, so good. They're broken. Yep. And like you see these quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, Lamar, they just tear it up on the ground and they get a ton of points for you. Like I had Lamar in 2019 and oh my god that mvp year he got me 30 points minimum every single week yeah it was ridiculous he'll he'll throw for like one touchdown and you look and it's like 34 points you're like how does that happen and then you check the stats got 115 yards rushing yeah jalen hurts is gonna be behind a all right o-line so he'll get some decent openings and i mean just overall i think his fit here is it the best long-term? I don't know if he's going to be the quarterback. Yeah, so. I agree. They're definitely not tied to him too much. I mean, they did what well, he selected in the second round. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, a decent investment, but at the end of the day, I don't think they view him as like a super long-term option. That's why they've kind of been in the Deshaun sweepstakes and whatnot. Um, but for this year, I believe that he'll probably, I don't think Deshaun's really going to be playing much this year. It, it seems like it's getting worse. If, I would say not better, at least. Um, I think Hurts will probably start almost every single game this year, barring an injury. So I like him as an option. Yeah, I think he'll start every game as well. Um, it, this is going to be like a season where you're like, 
he's either going to be super overhyped, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like people are going to overreact to him a lot more this season. Um, and they kind of like people last year were kind of like, he doesn't look great, you know, and all that, but he was going up against Wentz. So, you know, the bar was low, like mm-hmm. with how Carson Wentz played. So Jalen hurts definitely has, he just had, he has a good floor. Let's yeah. just establish yep. that. Um, all right. I guess I'll go with my quarterback Baker Mayfield. Okay. Uh, Baker is being drafted around the middle of the pack for quarterbacks. And honestly, I don't know why. Uh, I think he has QB one upside. He's in a contract year. Uh, okay. This is his fourth year in the league, but you want to get that extension done before your fifth year. You know, you don't want to go into free agency, keep getting tagged. This is going to be a year for Baker where he's going to flourish. This is the second year in the offense. And at the start of last year, you saw them struggling a bit. He wasn't really getting it as well. They were relying way more on the rushing attack than the passing attack. But as the season wore on, Baker got more and more comfortable in the pocket and delivering dimes. And he was putting up way better numbers near the end of the season with his passing. And I think that's going to continue into 2021 with this revamped Browns roster with a greater defense and their rushing attack, their offensive line, their wide receivers are still all excellent and they're all great options. He has every reason to produce this year. Uh, he's in the contract year. He's got all the weapons you could ask for. He's got a great offensive mind at head coach. I love Baker and I think he could really light it up this year and produce well for fantasy owners. Yeah, I agree. I mean, really the only downside to Baker for the most part is just the fact that their rushing offense is so good, but it also helps him. I think he, he, he's going to be, you know, a pretty efficient guy. I think he's going to have, you know, good statistics. And at the end of the day, he's drafted pretty late in terms of a fantasy quarterback. So once again, um, if you want to, you know, fill every single other position on your team, then you take Baker. It's good value. I think he's going to overperform his ADP for sure. I don't know how you wouldn't like he. Yeah, he's drafted. He's drafted late, and he's he. The second year in the offense should be really big for him. I mean, if he can he's click with Odell, lower it's... than Trevor. Yeah, uh, like a, like we discussed before we started, it really just comes down to once everyone has that quarterback that they're kind of going into the year with, like their starter. After that, people don't really like the guy like Baker Mayfield, even though he's going to be a great, you know, starting safe option in my opinion. Trevor, they're like, oh, he's going to have a you know career record breaking rookie season, which probably won't happen. It could, and even if he does it still will probably be very similar to what Baker is going to do this year. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think uh, Baker is a good value. Um, for my second quarterback, my guy, it's Trey Lance. Ooh, okay. Um, this is a guy you could draft, you know, basically, you know, the last four rounds, probably like, I would say like the 14th, 15th round of your fantasy draft. Um, unlikely that he starts week one. He might not even be in there till week six, week eight. It's possible he never gets in there. Unlikely, I think he'll play this year. But when he does, um, I think he's going to be a great option. He's, you know, in the preseason, he's shown to actually be, you know, I wouldn't say he's, you know, super NFL ready to dominate, but I think he's going to put up nice statistics. 
Um, he definitely has some things that he needs to work on. You know, we always talked about him being a project and he's shown some of those things already, but at the end of the day, his preseason actually has been pretty impressive. His, you know, I think he has like seven or eight drops already in the preseason. So if you take away those, um, cause he's not playing with, you know, the number one guys, most of the time, if you give him Brandon, I, you could give him Debo Samuel and George Kittle. I think he's going to have a great year. I believe if you gave him 16 games or 17 games, he would have a better stat line than Jimmy G for sure. Um, so that's kind of why I like him. And he's literally, you're drafting him as a second quarterback. It's an upside guy. You're sitting him on the bench. If it turns out he doesn't start and it's week eight, you want to drop him for someone like a backup running back. You can do it. Uh, you're pretty much not, you know, paying anything to get him. So when do you think Trey Lance is going to come in then? If he even does, because you're, yeah. you're saying to draft him. So you think he'll come in, obviously. No, I definitely think he's going to come in. I haven't looked at the schedule. A lot of times, you know, teams, they kind of plan it out where, you know, maybe Jimmy G, the veteran, he's going to, you know, let's say, I don't know what it is, but this is the case for the Bears, in my opinion. They're starting Andy Dalton week one. They're playing the Rams. The Rams, one of the best defenses in the NFL. They don't want to throw Justin Fields to the Wolves like that. Let Andy Dalton figure that out, get dismantled then you put in Justin Fields against an easier matchup. So I think that's kind of what they're doing in with the Niners. Um, I think Jimmy G will, Jimmy G has more of a chance to, you know, win over the starting job than Andy Dalton does because he's been with this team. He has led them to a super bowl. He's been successful. Um, I think they'll give him four or five games. If it's not working out, I think they'll go with Lance because he's already shown that he's pretty explosive. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, I think Lance even though I agree that he's probably had the best flashes of the rookie quarterbacks in the preseason. I think overall he's been the worst mm -hmm. uh, just in terms of like overall skill. Like he's had a lot of rough uh, progressions as well as some dropped interceptions. Uh, he's got to get better in that regard, but he's had some freaking lasers he's thrown. Like I can understand why his receivers are dropping these passes because my God, that yeah. man just, shoots that thing out of a rock he's got a lot of zing he's like anti philip rivers exactly yeah <laughs> exactly that's a good callback but uh speaking of kind of zingless quarterbacks but not really uh my pick for my second quarterback it's mac jones i also went with the quarterback really? or a rookie quarterback uh reason being is i think mac jones is starting week one uh, i don't think cam newton is i think with all the news going on right now about Cam Newton and how he's going to be away from the team for a bit because of this COVID-19 testing misunderstanding or something like that. I don't know if he's vaccinated or not. He's probably said the typical that's personal. Which Twitter means, says he's not vaccinated. I'm not surprised. Like if, a, if any player says, are you vaccinated? That's personal. They're obviously yeah. not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So Mac Jones He's also just looked better than Cam Newton. Just, just straight up, he looks so comfortable in this offense. It's not even funny. Like, he is delivering and perfect timings. He's getting the ball where it needs to go, and he's the perfect quarterback to run this offense. Uh, I literally just don't see a situation where Mac Jones does not start a game at all this season, at least early. Like, I think he will be the starter week one. That's just my take. Uh, I think New England's kind of getting sick of Cam Newton. And I think with Mac Jones's floor, where I think he could possibly be the best rookie quarterback in the first year because of his setup to succeed. Um, because I think his floor, 
is so high with this New England team and this situation he's in. Whereas with guys like Trey Lance, like, yeah, I could see Trey Lance outproducing him easily, but Trey Lance has a lot more things to work through, you know, and he has to get above Jimmy G. Justin Fields, same thing. He has to overcome that terrible offensive line the Bears have and that division that he's in. You know, and you also have Trevor, but his situation isn't nearly as good. And Zach Wilson, whose situation isn't nearly as good. So I can see Mac Jones, like he's getting drafted as the 33rd quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he'll, if he's a starter for New England, he will produce in the top 20. Like I am so sure of that. Um, but yeah, I'm Mac Jones. Yeah. No, I think honestly, I, I think a lot of, I say the top five rookie quarterbacks drafted, which obviously ends with Mac Jones. He was the fifth, right? Fifth QB selected. Yeah. I think all of those QBs are great, you know, second to last round picks, last round picks. Um, They all have a decent amount of potential. Obviously Trevor is getting drafted pretty highly. Justin Fields a little bit high as well, but I think they're all good. You know, bench stashes, they'll all outperform their ADP in my opinion, besides maybe Trevor. Um, well, Zach now Wilson's also getting drafted really low, which is kind of weird to me. Yeah. Because he's a confirmed starter. So it's like, yeah. And, and he's shown a lot of promise, actually. He has been pretty good in the preseason so far. Um, and the Jets obviously upgraded their wide receiver corpse a lot. So he's not a bad option as well. But to, uh, it's a good time to thank our sponsor, Fan Tracks. We are doing our fantasy league through them. If you missed our announcement, we got over, in, I think, around 900 comments saying they want to be in our league. But holy shit, the raffle <laughs> is still going on. We got a couple more days to get entered. 144 man fantasy football league. High scoring week one is going to win Madden 22. DeAndre Hopkins signed jersey for the overall winner or the choice of $350. Second place will get, I believe, $150 or maybe $250. And third place gets $150. Um, all you got to do is sign up at fantrax.com slash ASC. Comment on the post. Just say done. You can DM us your username if you want. And um, you're, def- you're going to get a chance to be entered. And we'll see what happens from there. They're also doing a you know game day experience giveaway, $6,000. They'll fly you out to LA to see the Chargers. You'll go to New York City if you want to see the Giants. You can go really any game you want with your friends. Um, just make a league over at Fantrax and you're entered to win. So good luck with that. But with that being said, let's talk about our running backs, our my guy running backs. My first running back is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, okay. He he does have the ankle injury now, which actually just happened a couple of days ago, but he, he, um, yesterday he was in walkthroughs. He did stretch with the team and whatnot. So no one thinks that it's a grade two, which is what Michael Thomas had last year. And he kind of missed the entire year because it was, you know, back and forth. That's like kind of like a nagging injury. The grade one's more of like sit out two weeks and you should be good to go. Uh, that's what he's working with right now is what everyone thinks. So, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. The reason why people aren't liking him that much is because he was so highly drafted last year. He didn't necessarily super disappoint in fantasy, obviously for where he was drafted, he was, but he had a pretty good season overall. And he also got hurt at the second half of the year. So if you flipped his season around where he started, where he, started off not too hot and then ended strong. He probably would be drafted in the early second round right now. Um, the chiefs offense is ridiculous. So, and they upgraded that offensive line a ton. So you add in Edwards, Edwards Hilaire, who has receiving upside in a PPR league, and he can also run the ball. I, I think he's a great pick overall. Um, his talent showed last year. He had, you know, really good moments and overall he should get the opportunity 
They have Darrell Williams and Jarek McKinnon there. Both of those guys, not great, you know, starters in the NFL. They both haven't done anything crazy. So Clyde might not be the goal line guy, which does suck for fantasy, but he's on the chiefs offense. So the ability for him to have a big play is always there. And, um, I think he has massive upside because his offense is so good. You do want to target offenses that are really good, especially with this offensive line that they upgraded. Um, Clyde's my guy. If you can get him in the third round, I think it's a must draft every time I got him in the third round of my draft and I wouldn't hate him taking him in the second round. Um, If you get, you know, I I don't love him as an RB one, although I do think he definitely has upside to be an RB one. I think he'll be right outside that range. But from where he's being drafted, I think it's good value. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, I love Clyde coming out. So he just set it down here. Uh, now, I wish this year could have came this year where he could have his down year and he would have broken out last year because I drafted <laughs> him fucking seventh overall in the AFC League. But that, that, yep. we, don't, we don't even worry about that. Uh, my running back. This one's kind of weird. You probably won't expect this, but I'm going with Gus Edwards. I like it. Uh, because Gus Edwards, he is getting drafted so lowly, like 40s or 50s, like in total running backs. Yep. Uh, like round six, them? seven rounds later than J.K. Dobbins. Exactly. And I'm not convinced that J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are going to – like it's going to be a clear JK Dobbins yeah. is number one. I'm not convinced of that. I actually think this is going to be closer to like a 60, 40, 55, 45 kind of split mm-hmm. where JK Dobbins is going to get a majority of the receiving work because, which is valuable for PPR, obviously, but Gus Edwards, he just fits this offense better, I think. And I just like his, his feel for this like running system. And also they extended him. So they clearly see a role for this man in this offense. So I yeah. like those Edwards, and I think he's a good, like, just bank shot. Like, if I David agree. Dobbins gets hurt, like, Gus Edwards is going to go so, like, he's yep. going to get so many touches. Yeah, and I think he's got the goal line back, uh, you know, goal line duty work. So that's always massive, mm-hmm. especially for the Ravens. Uh, good offense. So... I think it's a great pick. Their their ADP should definitely be way closer than it is. I don't think Dobbins is being overvalued so much. I think maybe he could go a little bit later. It's really Gus Edwards is being undervalued, in my opinion. I think he should be drafted a little bit higher than where he's going. Um, you and should like definitely you said, definitely handcuff Gus Edwards if you have Dobbins. I mm-hmm. think that's like a a must because of their like. I still I'm not saying Dob. Yeah, like I agree with you. I don't think Dobbins is gonna not produce to that level. I think he'll be yeah. like a Hot, like a middle RB two, yeah, I agree, something like that. But I think Gus Edwards could be an RB three, like mm-hmm. just pretty For straight sure. up. Um, he's a really good flex option, even if Dobbins is playing. Like yep. He's still going to get a good amount of touches per game. Uh, just won't get the receiving work that Dobbins does. I agree. Um, for my second running back, I went with DeAndre Swift. Now okay. this is funny because you actually liked this guy more than I did. I think as of like a week or two ago are we talking um, about our fire and ice post well yeah you had him as your your fire pick and mm-hmm. i didn't love him but then you know i got me thinking i was doing some research watching some film 
Uh, you know, he's okay. There's a, there's a couple reasons that I like him. There's, there's probably two or three main reasons I like him. One, the Lions offensive line is very, very good. You've said it's been underrated many times, and it is. It's one of the better units in the league as a whole. Um, so that's obviously great for the running back. Two, great receiving back. He is going to get a lot of targets. I mean, in his first, in his rookie year, I think he had what, uh, you know, he had 60 targets, maybe 55, something like that. That should, you know, even get more because he was injured. And um, if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be a great re receiving back, especially for the Lions, a team that is probably going to be losing most of their games. Jared Goff isn't the worst quarterback. So I think it, this is a good situation for him because Goff is not the worst quarterback. He's not the best. I think he's going to be looking for a check down a lot. Um, it's really going to be Hawkinson and Swift really leading this offense. They haven't had any receiving options that are, you know, blowing it out of the water. Amon Ross St. Brown is decent. Tyra Williams, Perriman, I think that they got. They're all like okay options, but it's no one that's going to demand a, you know, a super large target share besides Hawkinson. So there's going to be, you know, a lot of checkdowns in this offense, I believe. And Swift can make plays when the ball's in his hand. He's, he's a very shifty running back. He's kind of like Kamar. Like he, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's going to make a big play. Um, so that, that's kind of why I like him. One reason it's not great right now, the timing of it. He has a groin injury. He's questionable for week one. Dan Campbell says, you know, you don't know how much we're going to get out of him in week one. So that means he might not play. He might be limited. And that's the worst type of thing is um, a limited running back. You, you don't know if you could start him. He might get four touches. That's, that's unplayable. Um, so that kind of sucks. And a groin injury is like one of the worst injuries you could have, because like I said, the worst position in fantasy football is, you know, like a 50, 50. Can I play this guy? Is he going to get the touches? You play him, he gets three carries and it sucks. The groin can just linger all season. They might put him in for a couple snaps. He comes out. It's not feeling good. So that kind of sucks for me personally. I have a chase Claypool on my bench in my fantasy league. So I want Deandre Swift to sit week one. That's kind of how I look at it because I would rather him get healthy and have him have, you know, 14 great games this year of health rather than 16 in and out. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it. But overall, I think his ability to catch the ball and, you know, run behind a great offensive line, he's, he's going to finish higher than he's being drafted in my opinion. I love that. Uh, like we brought up with the fire and ice, I was on Deandre Swift for a while now. Uh, I've really, am high on his upside for fantasy this year. Uh, two reasons. Well, actually three. Uh, one, you brought it up. The Detroit offensive line I have campaigned is top 10. It's, it's an amazing offensive line. It's an amazing group. He will produce behind it. I actually like that you brought up the targets because no one really knew that he had that many targets. Like Yeah, 57. I just looked he, it up. he was in a crowded backfield too last year with uh peterson yeah. uh carry on was carry on in that room last year I yeah don't really know. i believe so yep i mean jamal williams is there too but like i don't think he'll eat into his target yeah. share that much um but the other thing anthony lynn anthony lynn is coming over from the chargers and anthony lynn is a offensive coordinator who runs so much he bases his offense so much off of the rushing attack and he gets his running back, the ball in the passing game, a hell of a lot. So 
this offense is going to be based around the running game and just having these running backs be just these beefy guys that just, I I don't want to finish the sentence because it'll sound sus, but (laughs) he's going to produce in this offense is what I'm getting at. And he's in a perfect situation for his skill set, And I absolutely love it. I love the pick Sully. He had 10 touchdowns last year, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. For not having a lot of carries. So um, one way to look at that is he's going to regress. Another way to look at it is that he's a, you know, a good goal line back. He's shifty. He, he knows where to hit the hole. So uh, with that offensive line, I think he could probably score a lot of touchdowns again. And I don't think it's going to be the offense. I don't think it's going to be as bad as people like Jared. Everyone writes off Jared Goff. I don't think he's horrible. I think he's fine. He'll get the job done. Yeah. My third, my third thing I was going to bring up is look at that receiver room. Yeah. There's no one really there. That's going to like, you know, have to have a target share with that offense. Really? Does Deandre Swift lead this team in targets next year? Like, well, Hawkinson. Oh, Hawkinson. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. DeAndre Swift is going to be top three. I think, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. He's going to get his passing opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, But for my second running back, I went with Javante Williams, uh, the running back from Denver. And simply put it, he's going to be the number one running back. Uh, If it's not within the first five weeks, it's going to definitely be at the end of the season when the playoffs are going on for fantasy. I am so sure of that because he as a prospect is so much fun. Uh, just his ability to break off tackles. Like if you thought watching Najee break tackles was fun, Najee does not have the same kind of contact balance that Javante does. Javante is a fucking bowling ball and everyone just, just goes up to him are pins. He can catch the ball too. I honestly think Denver is going to rely a bit more on the rushing attack this season compared to couple in the past couple of seasons due to them understanding now that their quarterback play kind of stinks. Um, I think he also the strength of schedule for Denver this year for the running back position is second. So they are in a very favorable position for Javante to just take over this backfield entirely. I'm not, they got rid of Philip Lindsay. They drafted this guy. They traded up for this guy. May I add, at the top of the second round, they made a big effort to get this guy into this team. I think they're going to play him early and he's going to produce. I think it's going to be kind of a JT situation where he's going to be kind of splitting half and half. And then as the season goes on and he matures a bit more, can see the lanes better. He's just going to become that full on workhorse back. That's kind of what I see. Yeah, I, I think uh, Denver's kind of been a situation, running back situation, where I've stayed away from for the most part. But I do know that a lot of people like him, and they've been drafting him pretty highly. And overall, when you're going into the playoffs, I do think that Javante will have a very substantial role in the offense. So um, overall, I think it's a pretty good pick. Um, but yeah, I kind of just hate like the middle round running back. So I kind of Obviously, most people try to do this. If you're not, you're kind of playing fantasy wrong. But you should be trying to get your two running backs fairly early on in your draft. Um, But Javante is not a bad option because he should have a role, especially in the second half of the season, like you said. Uh, So moving on to the wide receivers now. My first, my guy, wide receiver. Um, I think this guy has 
I don't want to say number one wide receiver potential because I think that's, you know, jumping the gun a little bit. I I think I actually think he's going to have a ridiculous year barring his quarterback's health. Um, If his quarterback is completely healthy all year, I think this guy's top eight CD lamb. Oh, I yeah, think, okay. I knew that you were going to say this. I think CD yeah. lamb is not only is he incredibly inv- individually talented, ridiculous wide receiver, so skilled. He's in the Cowboys offense. Um, I think their running game is going to be a lot better than it was. Like, obviously the entire offense is going to be totally different given Dak. You saw last year. Yeah. They played very, very bad defenses, but their defense their self is not great. And that's great for fantasy when we're talking about, you know, is that player going to produce more when they have a worse defense? They're going to have to score more. The Cowboys have a better offensive line. They have a better, they're going to have a better running game, which in turn is going to help the passing game. The numbers might be down slightly from that five game span or four game span at the beginning of last year. But if you extrapolated that, it would have been record breaking. So take it down a little bit. You're still talking about a very, very good year. Um, I have CD lamb over Amari Cooper personally, I think CD lamb is the better player. Not that Amari isn't a great route runner, but Amari Cooper has disappeared countless times in his career. Whereas CD lamb as a rookie almost had a thousand yards with Andy Dalton and that team was falling apart. I mean, CD lamb's rookie season was incredible. If you take out Justin Jefferson, who had a mind blowing year, um, people don't talk about CD because Justin Jefferson's there, but CD is, you know, unbelievable player with Dak healthy, you know, I know he has the shoulder injury right now, but he should be okay for the year. Um, CD, I think he's drafted. Uh, let's take a look. He is drafted as the 11th wide receiver. Now, I would have him over Terry McLaurin. I'd had him over Keenan, Keenan Allen. I have him over AJ Brown. So I think he's going to finish at number eight. Um, and sometimes you can get him at 13, 14 in your draft. I think CD is a ridiculous player this year. And he's got great upside. Yeah, we kind of talked about this on our wide receiver tier list that we made like a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both love CD. Uh, I loved him coming out. I love him now. I love him in Dallas. I hate that he's in Dallas, but yeah, so do I. He will be their number one receiver and within the yeah, next two years. I agree. I think it's. I think it will happen this year. But and obviously. If you get an injury to Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup, it's going to be an unbelievable year for CD. Um, but even without it, I still think it's going to be great. Yeah, he's going to at least be top 20. Like I, Oh, he's a lock, yeah. He's a lock for that, and I think probably will be a number one. Even if Amari's there. Like Amari yep. is still the clear number one. I still think he could outproduce him in fantasy. Yeah. Um, all right. My pick is going to be Debo Samuel. Uh, Reason being is this man, Kyle Shanahan just loves getting this guy the ball. Like just plain and simple. Uh, As a rookie in that 2019 run with the 49ers, obviously he was the third option. Uh, He's behind Kittle and Sanders and he still put up, let me pull up the numbers right here. Uh, he had 81 targets as a rookie with for 57 catches, 802 yards and three touchdowns. Pretty good. But then you also have to factor in his manufactured rushing attempts. He had 14 carries for 159 yards and three other touchdowns. 
he gets the ball in a variety of ways. And honestly, I don't see his target share going down at all with Ayuk. I honestly think he could possibly get more targets than I or touches than Ayuk in a game uh, per game average um, because of how much he works in the underneath aspect of the offense and how he can play out of the backfield. He'll just be a more consistent uh, option, I guess, uh, even though I love Ayuk, but I just love Debo's floor as a receiver with how much he is utilized in this system that is so perfectly designed for his strengths. So I love Debo. If Jimmy's there, he's going to find Debo and especially Trey Lance is there. Uh, and Trey Lance is who we think he will be. Debo will flourish no matter what. Uh, yeah, I love Debo too. I think he's being, you know, underdrafted right now. I think he's closer to Ayuk than, you know, draft boards, lead you to believe i agree but it's funny you said debo because my guy is brandon Ayuk. oh okay um i i love I, Ayuk. don't don't get me wrong i love Ayuk. yeah and i do think that both will be definitely will be fantasy relevant um i think debo will i don't know if you agree with this because you kind of alluded to it but maybe the other way I think Debo will have a better year if Jimmy G is the quarterback. And I think Ayuk will have a better year if Trey Lance comes in. Um, and I do yeah. predict that Trey Lance will, you know, be starting the second half of the season. So I like Ayuk and they both, it's not that, you know, one is, you know, the kind of the manufactured touches the underneath guy. Ayuk can do that as well. There was many times last year yes. where they would, you know, have wide receiver screens to him. They would do end arounds to him that's kind of why they're both good. They're both, you know, have a very complete game for the most part. And the offense is very creative. They're going to get good looks. I think Ayuk's going to have a great year. I mean, he's projected to have under a thousand yards. I think he's going to go over that. Um, I think his prop bet, I think we put it on over on our Instagram was like 830 yards or something. Um, he'll, he'll hit over that. <laughs> I think it's definitely going to go over. He's extremely talented and you know, in fantasy football, the sophomore wide receiver um, is kind of the guy you want to be targeting. They, they have breakout years all the time. Um, this year, it's Chase Claypool. It's Brandon Ayuk. Um, I think there's probably CD. two more guys I'm missing. C.D. Lamb, 100%. Obviously, we talked about him before. And Judy. I think Jerry Judy is another one that will probably outperform his ADP. Um, wide receivers in their sophomore year always make it. I mean, not always, but they make a huge jump a lot of the time. So I think Ayuk's great option. And I think your guy, Debo Samuel, I think they're both going to outperform their ADP. I think they should be closer in ADP, but um, I really like Ayuk. And, you yeah. know, this is, this is not... Okay, you, you could go because I have someone to say that's an opposite of my guy who's being drafted basically sometimes ahead of Ayuk, which I think is ridiculous. Well, I was just going to say with Debo, like I, I kind of agree with you on the he will have a better year if Jimmy G is the quarterback, but if Trey Lance is the quarterback, Ayuk will have the better year. Mm -hmm. I, agree, I, I can agree with that. Um, but I think even if you look at last year uh, when they didn't have like – anyone at quarterback like their quarterback situation was terrible when Jimmy G went down. And if you look at Debo's numbers, he was putting up like 15 at least in PPR um, consistently. And he obviously got hurt. So that kind of hurt it, but Debo was producing even with whoever the quarterback was. So 
no matter how shit, even if Trey Lance is the quarterback, he's it's arguably going to be better for him, but it's obviously a better uh, result for Ayuk um, mm-hmm. because of their play style. So I could agree on that. Uh, did you want to say your thing first before I give my second receiver? Uh, yeah, I just want to say I think it's insane that Jamar Chase is sometimes drafted over Ayuk. Oh, um, can, can I, that kind of that kind of is funny. Is your guy Jamar Chase? Oh no, it's T Higgins. Okay, I love the T Higgins pick. Yeah. Okay, good because T Higgins I think is going to lead this team in targets. Um, he had an excellent rookie season, and I think he was just shy of a thousand yards, if I'm not mistaken. Do you? Am I crazy? Nah, it's probably accurate. I know he had a lot of big games. He was excellent last year. Let me let me pull up the stats here. Yeah, he had 108 targets for 908 yards and six touchdowns. And that was in a Bengals offense where Joe Burrow was out half the year. Uh, Brandon Allen was the quarterback, essentially, the entire – or like half the season. And the offensive line was just putrid for this, for this passing attack. And now the offensive line isn't much better. Uh, I don't know how much stock you're going to put into Riley reef and uh, Jackson Carmen flipping this offensive line (laughs) on its head, because I'm not putting a ton of stock into it, but you know what I'm putting a ton of stock into fucking Joe Burrow. Uh, And if you guys have listened to this podcast, you know, I'm the biggest Joe Burrow stand on the pod but I believe in him and I believe T Higgins is going to lead this team in targets this season. Now, like overall, probably Jamar chase, like down the road because of Joe Burrow's connection with him. But Jamar chase is having a rough start to camp. Uh, He hasn't been looking great. Do I think it will hold true for his career? No, not really. Yeah. He He hasn't hasn't played played football in over a year. So So it might take him half the season to, you know, get adjusted to the game. And, you know, in the back half of the year, he might have a better year than T Higgins, but for the first half, I think T Higgins would is easily going to be the best wide receiver on this team. Yeah, I completely agree. And this Bengals offense, I've talked about it a million times. They're going to throw the fuck out of this ball. Like they're going to throw the ball a ton. They don't draft two wide receivers with top 33 picks, one being a top five pick. And then, sign another one to a big extension if you're not going to pass the ball a shit ton. And Joe Burrow is just the right quarterback for this system. And I mean, T Higgins still produced T Higgins has apparently been a star at camp. So he's clearly the best receiver on this team. Probably uh, if you want to put Boyd above him, whatever, but I think he'll have the better season and I think he will crack a thousand yards. Uh, There's been speculation about, Oh, when was the last? When was the last time a team had three receivers over a thousand yards? Isn't it like been five times in history? I'm not sure. I did. I've heard a stat recently talking about teams that have three wide receivers drafted. I think before the eighth round in fantasy, mm-hmm. um, they rarely do. Uh, you know, return on their value all three of them. But the thing about it is you're not necessarily expecting all three of them to pan out. You're more so trying to pick the one that's going to have the best season. Yeah. Um, and I do want to throw out there. I don't know how true it is, how much stuff's going on. Jamar chase, baby mama on Instagram posting I did stuff see that, yeah. that, you know, he laid hands on or whatever. I'm not going to accuse anyone of anything, but 
if Jamar Chase were to miss time due to injury, even Tyler Boyd or off the field stuff, T Higgins is a locked and loaded wide receiver too. Um, probably a high end guy, just of how much volume he's going to get in that offense. So that's something to look out for as well. Uh, but yeah, I like T Higgins over Jamar Chase as well. Um, I do want to throw in an honorable mention. I think Robbie Anderson is a great pick. Um, you know, he's, he goes outside of the top 30. He just got a bag today. He did. He just got a two year extension. Um, and he's, you know, he's back with Sam Darnold. He's, he's back with someone that is comfortable with him. And uh, they I have, don't know if you want to say he's happy about that, but well, it's, it, I mean, it's more so Sam Darnold is comfortable with him. You know, he's yeah. going to throw him the ball. He's used to having him. Um, Sully, I near, I nearly picked Sam Darnold for my quarterback just on the sole fact that he could just check it down to CMC. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely good for fantasy, uh, for him because CMC will do all the work, but yeah, I mean, besides CMC, DJ Moore, they obviously they lost Curtis Samuel. So that's that's kind of going to be Robbie Anderson's role. So uh, I think Robbie Anderson is a, a lock to outperform his ADP as well. Uh, but let's move on to our tight ends. My number one my guy is TJ Hawkinson. Uh, that means I got two my guys on the Lions offense. And normally you don't want to, you know, invest in a, an offense that's, I'm not going to say horrible, um but it's horrible but yeah it's not going to be it's not it's not going to be top 12 top 15 probably but at the end of the day he's we just talked he's going to get a huge target share it's we talked about sophomore wide receivers that's the year they break out for tight ends it's their third year um that's really where they you know perform their best in terms of breakout so i think hawkinson hawkinson had a great year last year too and Mm. now you move from stafford uses tight ends a lot but now you move from Stafford to Goff and Goff is more of a guy who is not going to, you know, extend the play as much as a guy like Stafford. He's really going to go to his first read a lot of the time. And his first read is going to be TJ Hawkinson, almost every single play. That's his most skilled receiver on the team um, receiving option, I should say. And I think, you know, he's drafted decently high, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes, you know, within 40 fantasy points of Darren Waller this year. Um, and Waller's going to have a great year. So Hawkinson is a nice option at tight end. I just want to say, uh, back to the wide receiver thing, I'm shocked you did not say Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's true. That that yeah, I do love Antonio Brown this year. I do think he's going to be incredible. And once again, we talk about wide receivers drafting three on the same team. They don't all pan out, but you're trying to find the one that's going to you know give you the value all at least. Produce, yeah. yeah, that that's Antonio Brown. I mean, if he has a better season than Chris Godwin, I would not be surprised. Uh, yeah. Uh, but tight ends, there's really not much to talk about. Uh, because yeah. this league is so tight end like thirsty like it needs mm-hmm. tight ends like there's three premier t- three to maybe four premier tight ends in this league and then everyone else is kind of like good or meh you know like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of star level players um so for my first tight end i went with hunter henry um i think he will be the main option in the uh, Patriots offense. I think he will lead the team in targets. Uh, simply put, they paid him like it. And even though John o. Smith, they're trying to do the Gronk Hernandez shit. Yeah, again. It's like diet. It's diet. Gronk, yes, Gronk Hernandez they're not, diet. They're not near the level of players that those guys were 
but they're still great options. And Hunter Henry, he's had his injury history, obviously, but this is the perfect system for him to like bounce back. And I personally think he will lead the team in targets. It's just a hunch I have. So that's really my own reasoning uh, for an offense that relies so much on tight end packages. You know, he's getting drafted as the 15th tight end. Like, I think he'll be a top 12 tight end pretty easily. Um, that's just my take. Yeah. And if you don't get, like we were just talking, if you don't get the top three, after that, there's maybe three other guys that you're decently confident in. I mean, Travis Kelsey, Waller, Kittle. Those are the three you're very, very confident will perform. Then you have the next tier. It's Kyle Pitts, which is – I. he's also a question mark. I mean, he's a rookie. Rookie tight ends almost never work out, but he's in an offense that needs someone to catch the ball other than Calvin Ridley, and he's almost more than a tight end. A lot of people would say he's the best tight end prospect we've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, but then Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, both those guys are definitely a pretty good bet to receive a lot of targets. Um, so yeah, Hunter Henry, you get a guy who's, you know, very, very late in the draft who you can definitely throw in some weeks and be happy with his performance. You're kind of throwing darts at a board here, but mm-hmm. um, he's a good option for sure. Um, my second, I- I'll give two guys. I won't talk about either of them too much. Um I like Logan Thomas. The second half of uh, the year last year, he was very, very reliable. He's a good PPR uh, guy. They did add Curtis, Curtis Samuel and Diami Brown. So they obviously That's... added a decent amount of receiving options. Yeah. But you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is maybe not going to pass as much as people think because they have a great defense. But at the same time, Ryan Fitzpatrick is someone who you know kind of airs it out. And Logan Thomas is a pretty talented tight end. It's crazy. His career arc is ridiculous. He was a QB, um, yeah. which is insane. Now he's like massive. But regardless, I like him. But my my other, my my guy was Tyler Higby um, of the Rams. Once again, don't think it's going to be an insane season. But the Rams, the problem with Tyler Higby has been, Tyler Higby last year was a guy who was kind of touted as a good tight end sleeper. They had Gerald Everett. He's off the team now. He went to Seattle. They lost Josh Reynolds, who was their third wide receiver. He's off the team now. Um, They just lost Cam Akers, who was their starting running back. Maybe they're going to go a little bit less run heavy than they were predicting. And uh, Matt Stafford, I think, is going to have a great year. You obviously have Woods and Cup, who are easily the top two options on that team. But after that, McVay says Higby's going to be a big part of this offense. Um, when you're drafting a tight end that's going 13th uh, out of tight ends, you're not paying a premium price on him for the most part. You're getting him after you have all of your starters, probably as a second tight end that you can play on a bye week or if he has a good matchup. Uh, so I like Higby to finish better than where he's being drafted. Yeah, so for my second tight end, I honestly didn't know what to do. Uh, I nearly picked Pitts just so I could have an excuse to talk about how awesome Kyle Pitts is. Um, but we've talked about how awesome Kyle Pitts is ad nauseum over the past couple of months. He's fucking awesome. He'll finish as a top six tight end. I'm pretty sure that'll happen. Are you sure that'll happen? Uh yeah, it, I'd want to say about Kyle Pitts, though. It's a little they haven't played him at all during the preseason. And you really haven't heard anything out of camp about how good he is 
or uh, how bad he is. I feel I, like as a dynasty Kyle Pitts owner, I have heard that you're he going, has been, he has you're, been excellent. You're going yes. into the trenches to get your Kyle Pitts news. Yes. But you do He's have to, good. I feel like there hasn't been too much buzz, which I don't think is a bad thing, but I think it's interesting. I don't know. I'm, I'm fairly confident he will be good this year. Um, I, I think he's the most surefire player out of the draft, but that's just me. Um, but my actual pick, I went into the depths for this pick. Um, Donald Parham Jr. from the Chargers. Who the fuck is that? You've never oh, heard oh. of this guy. Oh. Wait, what's oh. his name? Donald Parham Jr. No, nah, I've never heard of him. Well, basically. Oh, I see him. He's the 48th side end. Yeah. Uh, basically. Uh, Hunter Henry, you know, he packed his bags and went to New England to play with Coach Belichick. And, well, what does that leave? Justin Herbert needs a new tight end. And I know they signed Jared Cook, but, I mean, Jared Cook is a shell. Yeah, he he is injured to shit the past couple of years. He just hasn't been the same Jared Cook. That What was the last year that Jared Cook had, like, a really good year? What was that, like, when he was with the Raiders? I mean, Cook is 34 years old. He's done. Yeah. And Parham apparently has been a favorite of Justin Herbert's in camp so far. I mean, I'm reading right now. He's six, eight, which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They said they're moving him all over the place and he's dominating in camp. Yeah. And he got 20 targets last year for 160 yards and he got three touchdowns. That's pretty good numbers for a small sample size. Um, I, I think he'll do pretty well. Uh, I think he could be a tight end too. Uh, I think he ultimately will jump over uh, Jared Cook. And reason being is the Chargers hire Joe Lombardi to be the offensive coordinator this season. And he comes from the Saints. And you know how much the Saints love them, some tight ends and developing tight ends and you know utilizing them in their offense. I could see a similar trajectory for Donald Parham. I would have picked Troutman, but Troutman got hurt. Yep. So I did not pick Troutman. Um, he, he could did. be back, though. It's a, Apparently, it's not major, which is yeah. good news. There's a but, lot of people touting Troutman as a my guy, tight end, sleeper option. Just yeah. want to throw out there, he hasn't caught a pass yet in preseason. <laughs> well, he caught but, some balls last year. Yeah. But in the um, regular season. Those are our picks. Uh, we do want to take some time to thank another sponsor here, Sports Betting Dime. If you guys are looking for a book for uh, NFL season, you want to try to find the best book for you. They got expert reviews of every single major book out there. And they also post articles on you know tips because when you get into sports betting, usually you suck at it. So listen to someone that knows what they're talking about. Go on their website, read some tips, some articles, get some good picks. And, um, you know, maybe bet some division winners, prop bets for some uh, players. We just posted a prop bet, uh, some of our favorite prop bets on our Instagram, if you want to go check that out. But uh, sportsbettingdime.com, excuse me, if you want to find a book that fits you with the best odds. But that's going to be it. Anything else you want to say, Sam, in terms of the fantasy aspect? We will probably be doing another fantasy um maybe a little special segment later on this week we'll see uh keep keep an eye on our instagram story if you guys want to have a chance to be featured in the podcast episode but uh you got anything else for us sam i don't uh all i know is 
I'm going to win every fantasy league this All year. Right. He's going to lose every single fantasy league he's in. You heard it here first. Yes, Sully. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next episode. Goodbye.